This is John Martin welcoming you to our Search for Truth programme along with your Bible teacher Brian Johnston. It's always a pleasure to share God's Word with you and Brian begins a new series today called The Journey of the Ark. He's called this first talk Something Resembling Christ. So we know it's going to be a valuable study, so please stay with us. Before Brian speaks to us, we'll enjoy the hymn I come to the garden alone, while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. It's a very old hymn, which Christians have been enjoying for years, but it's still fresh, and you'll enjoy it, I'm sure. Travelling is part of my lifestyle. On a deeper level, the Bible refers to Christians as pilgrims as we journey through life heading for heaven. Even in gentle strolls, it's good to have a travelling companion. But it's even better to think of how in our spiritual walk we're meant to know companionship with Christ. In Luke chapter 24, we read of how the newly risen Jesus came and went with two of his still dejected followers, as they walked away from Jerusalem on that same weekend that Jesus had died and risen again. What a difference their travelling companion made to their conversation that day. The Apostle Paul commanded early Christians in Galatia to walk by the Spirit. The full sense of these words is keep in step with the Spirit, which emphasises walking step in step with Christ each day, just like the hymn says.
in the days of Moses, God lived in a tent known as the tabernacle, in the middle of all his people's tents. But the tabernacle was a portable structure, and often on the move, as the people walked between encampments. The tabernacle, as God's house on earth then, was God's resting place among his people. But it's especially touching to read in the Bible that when his people walked, God walked with them. One verse puts it like this, God walked in a tent and in a tabernacle. Whenever the Israelites broke camp, they transported everything associated with God's house, and in particular the sacred chest or box known as the Ark of the Covenant, which was normally located in the holy innermost part of God's house. This Ark symbolised the Lord's presence among his people. As they moved from camp to camp, he travelled with them on their journeys. I hope, together, we can learn lessons for today, for our daily walk with the Lord, as we recall some of the adventures of the ark as it travelled with God's people in those days. That's what we'd like to do in this series, by God's help, not considering the ark in relation to the rest of the furniture of God's tabernacle house, but only thinking of the ark. We'll aim to follow it, to go with it on its travels, on its historical journey from Sinai to Zion or Jerusalem, a journey which spanned something like 500 years. It's at Sinai we begin. That's Mount Sinai, where the Israelites received the Ten Commandments from God. The ark was made in Sinai by a man called Bezalel. God equipped him with all the skill and wisdom needed to make it to God's own specification. Made of incorruptible wood and covered with gold on the inside and outside, it contained the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments. In all three of these ways, in the incorruptible wood, the overlaying gold, and the fact that it contained the law, we can view the ark as a very clear picture of Christ. The wood brings before us Christ's human nature, inasmuch as it was incorruptible. But while God the Son became man, he was always more than man. He never ceased to be fully God. This clear teaching of the New Testament was typified here in the gold which overlaid or covered the incorruptible wood of the ark, both inside and out. And this gold-covered wooden chest kept the stone tablets on which the Ten Commandments were written, which further illustrates the point we're making. For it was the Lord Jesus Christ alone who kept God's law perfectly during all his earthly life here. Even as Psalm 40 verse 8 had prophesied he would when it said, Your law is within my heart. So what a striking picture of Christ the sacred Ark of the Covenant became. Complete with its lid of pure gold, which had a representation of angels over it, it became the place of communion between God and his people, or at least between God and the people's representative. But how did the ark come into existence? How was it made? This is what Moses said to the children of Israel. See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God, 
in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge and all manner of workmanship, to design artistic works, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and to work in all manner of artistic workmanship. The name of the man who was used in its construction, Bezalel, means in the shadow of God. I believe he was a man who lived up to his name. For why else was he chosen for such an honour as this, to be the craftsman of the ark, which was a symbolic representation of Christ? So you see that being in the shadow of God led to the formation of something resembling Christ. That's very instructive for us because Psalm 91 and verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But how are we to dwell in the secret place? What did the Lord teach us in Matthew 6 and verse 6? He said, When you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who's in the secret place. Talking with the Lord. That's communion. And that's what takes place in the secret place, which we were just thinking about. We get into the secret place when we pray alone to God. And with that, we can link prayerful meditation on the Bible, which 2 Corinthians 3 describes as a mirror, the mirror of the Word. It says, But we all, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And where will it all lead to? If, in daily prayer and Bible reading, we come close to God, even beneath his shadow, as it were, what will be the result? I'm sure there's a hint in Galatians 4 and verse 19, where Paul says, Until Christ is formed in you. So there it is again. Just as we pictured it, with Bezalel and the ark, being ourselves habitually in the presence of God under the shadow of the Almighty will bring about the formation of something resembling Christ. Not a sacred chest like the ark, but a life and character, our life and character, transformed to be like his. This is something very precious and practical a glorious possibility in our lives as believers. When we talk about Christ-likeness, we're not talking about something that's skin deep, not merely a superficial modification of our behaviour patterns to conform to the standard and expectations of a Christian subculture. No, something far deeper, an inward, radical character change by one glorious degree after another. As we think of the Lord's earthly life, his self-sacrificing service, his love and humility, his non-retaliation and forgiveness, and his faith and obedience, surely we really want to be more like him. It's been said 
that God's greatest purpose in us is to make us more human by making us more like Christ. We've seen how God used a man called Bezalel, whom he filled with his spirit and equipped him for the task of forming the ark which symbolises Christ. Today, we've drawn the lesson that in every spirit-filled life, lived out in the shadow of God, there will be the formation of a resemblance to Christ. Join me next time as we go on to illustrate from this same story of the ark, the ark on the move, of how God wants our lives not only to be spirit-filled, but also to be Christ-centred lives. Thank you for being with us today. All the talks in this series have been published as a book, so you can get more out of the radio talks by reading and studying the contents. It's available online. Neither you can get it yourself by downloading a copy from churchesofgod.info forward slash media, or if you're not able to do that and need to request a hard copy book just write in and ask for the title, The Journey of the Ark. You can use email or the post, and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wotton Bassett, Swindon SN4 8DY UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. I hope you enjoyed today's talk and you'll join me again next time for another study in the journey of the ark. But till then, it's goodbye and very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, our producer David, our singers and me, John. So, see you again soon and in the meantime, may God richly bless you. <laughs>